Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Praise the Lord, Calvary. We serve a living God, do we not? He's living and he's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask or think. I'm here today on behalf of the young adults of Calvary Tabernacle. My wife and I have the privilege of serving the 18 to 30-year-old group here at Calvary. And I want to first give honor to our pastor, Pastor Carson, Pastor Lopez, Brother Healy, and all who had a part in allowing me to be here tonight Uh, During this wonderful month of family month, I think this is a tremendous thing. I am a firm believer in what Brother Henderson said, that a strong family creates strong churches, and a strong church should strengthen the family. And I was feeling okay. Uh, I I thought, well, pastor's not here tonight. I'm feeling pretty good. And then he showed up. And uh, surprisingly, I feel better because... I I just appreciate it. I feel strength from my pastor being here. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Brother Norman, thank you for that word. Thank you for all you do here. And uh, Brother Matthews is up tonight. Brother Romine gave me permission to just go 10 minutes tonight, so you are all in good shape. So hallelujah. Uh, But the young adult age is a critical time. I don't need to go into statistics to tell you that we do lose a number of our young adults to college and and the culture. Uh, And some do thrive in their careers, but they lose out on God. And others stay in church and they they live in their mom's basement. And there go I, if not for the Lord. But not everybody becomes what I would call a biblical adult, which raises the question, what is a biblical adult? And it may be easier for me to illustrate what is not a biblical adult. And one of my favorite illustrations of this is my wife and I, we went on a cruise. And if you've been on a, this is pre-COVID. If you've ever been on a cruise, you'll know that you have a certain time to go get to your dinner. So me and like 700 other people were going to dinner and we're crammed in on this elevator. There is no more room on this elevator. And we are going down to our dining room and the, the door, it stops at a floor that's not our dining hall, and we're staring out at these two women who are staring back at us, and we're all thinking to ourselves, you, you, got you can't even try this. What are you thinking? And they're looking back like, I'm thinking about trying this. And I don't know what went through her head, but she ended up saying, sorry, but I'm getting in because I'm hungry. <laughs> not, so that's not what a biblical adult would be. It, it, would, be, it would be, in my opinion, something kind of the opposite of that, which would be rather than selfishness, selflessness, or to put it another way, carrying a burden that may not even belong to you. That is what we're aiming at, I believe, with biblical adulthood. In the Old Testament, uh, young oxen, they wouldn't want to take on a yoke because yokes were heavy. Yokes carried behind it a plow 
and yokes held your head down in one place. So young oxen, if they'd have a yoke on their neck, they'd, they'd chafe at it and, and they'd try to buck it off. So what they would do in ancient Israel is they would put a double yoke on a young ox and they'd pair that young ox next to an old ox. And that old ox would have the yoke on and the old ox would know exactly what to do and just step by step plod forward and show that young ox exactly how to just stay on the straight line, walk in the way you need to walk, and carry the yoke forward. And I believe that is a picture of biblical adulthood. Right there, it's, and what I wanna talk about tonight is seasons of biblical adulthood. And the first season that I want to mention tonight is the season of training. And that season of training is the season that every child goes through. It's what happens in the home. It's what happens when a parent is, by default, the person in the yoke next to that child. And if we want to be a biblical adult, we need to be centered on Scripture. The Shema was a prayer that the Israelites would pray daily. And part of that prayer was Deuteronomy 6 and 4, which you all may know by heart. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We as apostolic Pentecostals ought to say amen. That's right. He's one Lord. But that doesn't just mean he's one. It means he has all authority. There's no other God besides him. He has the right to tell us what to do with our lives. But it doesn't stop there. That, ch that chapter goes on in Deuteronomy 6 and 5 and says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. The next verse says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So God has authority. And God has authority to tell us what to do, but it doesn't even stop there. It then goes on in verse 7 to say, And thou shalt teach them diligently. These commands, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest in the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Can I just say, the right time for teaching is all the time. The right time for teaching is not just in the organized services. The right time for teaching is when you're shoulder to shoulder with family. So when are we to teach? It's traveling. It's going to bed. It's waking up. It's all the time. Proximity is the best friend of teaching. Now, I'm thankful that we have young adult groups. I'm thankful we have social events. I'm thankful for Sunday school but there is nothing like one-on-one -on -one time out to coffee on the golf course, across a dinner. It's shoulder to shoulder that makes the difference. As Brother Sleva has said, you need to be close enough to smell their breath. I don't like that one, but it's true. So parents, the most opportune time for you to teach your children is when you're shoulder to shoulder. And I am so thankful for a this is home class, but discipleship is also best done shoulder to shoulder. We need to be the family. The second season I want to talk about is the season of choosing. And this is the season that our young adults are in. It's the season when it's no longer default that parents have that spot in the yoke next to their children. When you're a, a child, it's if parents do it this way, I'm going to do it this way. If parents tell me something, I'm going to follow through and adopt the same likes and dislikes. And then something happens when you're teenagers and young adults is you start to choose who's next to you in the yoke. 
It's your choice who's going to set the pace with you in your life. It's your choice whether or not you're going to throw off the yoke completely and walk a different way. It's your choice what you're going to do. Are you going to live for God or are you not going to live for God? It's up to you. Who are you going to invite to walk shoulder to shoulder with you? The burden gets heavy. I understand. It gets heavy. I had a coworker, a good man in many ways, but he said he had a girlfriend of about 10 years, didn't want to marry her. He was sure he didn't want to have kids. And I would talk to him and he would say, well, I don't want to be burdened down. He wanted the autonomy and the freedom. And I just want to say, young adults who are carrying the yoke of biblical responsibility, we as a church applaud you. We applaud you. You are defying culture. You're defying the statistics. And some of you do it with very little support. And some of you do it feeling very alone. And I myself walked as a single person for nigh a decade. And sometimes it felt very alone. But I just want to say it's a lie of the enemy to let you feel like you are completely alone because you are not completely alone. I want to remind you that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You want a hard life? Just live in sin and feel the weight of that for a while. This is a good life. This is a blessed life. So we applaud you young people who are pushing after God, despite what you may not feel like a lot of help. I was speaking with Brother Turner, Brother Jared Turner, the campus pastor at IBC, and I talked to him about this, and he said, I think that the number one uh, issue for young people is that they feel like they're the only one going through the battles they're going through. And I believe that's true. I believe that it's the devil's business to isolate us. But I don't think that you, in fact, can go it alone. I, for my own story, I know I could not have made it without being shoulder to shoulder with help, people to help me pull the yoke. I moved here in 2006 when you became my family, Calvary. And I want to thank the Brzezinski's for taking me into their home and teaching me and helping me get on my feet. I want to thank Brother Sleva for the countless hours of bike rides and, and you take my phone calls at any time of night and you help me and you got in the yoke beside me and you just pushed and I was not alone because Brother Sleva was there and every Wednesday and more sometimes we'd get together with young adults and Pastor Lopez and I give honor to you Brother Barkas as the previous leader before the Lopez's and the young adults. There was other young people who I could see they're not I'm not alone they're pushing next to me. They're in the yoke next to me, and it may not be very glamorous, but here we are. We've got each other, and we're pushing forward, and I thank God for people who are willing to get in the yoke and push forward. The last season I want to talk about is the season of discipleship. Excuse me, discipleship. I don't believe this is an age. I believe this is when you recognize I'm an elder ox, relatively speaking, to somebody else who needs some help. You recognize when you're there, when the yoke, you're no longer chafing at the yoke and it's getting lighter. And you're realizing 
I'm able to walk. I'm able to do this in my own strength better. I still need help, but I'm, I'm stronger. That's the opportunity for you. And I'm echoing Brother Norman when I say this. That's the opportunity for you to replicate and duplicate yourself and others. It's your opportunity and responsibility as an elder ox to get in the yoke besides a young person who maybe does not have the kind of support of family that we wish they had. That's what the body does. Maybe you're a parent. And what that looks like for you in this season is you are there in the yoke with your kids. Maybe you're an elder and you have extra time. Can I tell you, you've got something to offer young people. It's a lie of the enemy to isolate you from the next generation and think they do Snapchat. I don't know how to talk to them. You have something to offer the next generation. And maybe it looks like this. Maybe you're just wondering how to get more involved. Maybe it's the tent revival and you see somebody who they just look like they've never wore the yoke of God's revelation and God's commands. And you know that they just need somebody to come alongside them and say, hey, this is the way. Let's walk in it. And you can invite them to another service, and that's wonderful. And I thank God for this church and the presence of God that we feel and the pastor that we have in our lives. We need a pastor. But I am also telling you that the best teaching is done shoulder to shoulder in the family, over coffee, over lunch, whatever you like to do on a bike ride. If you will invest in a young person, in, in a young ox who needs to know the way, that's God's design for family. So this is my prayer. My prayer is that the Lord would bind every lie that says I can't help somebody because I'm not perfect. Can I challenge you young adults? There's young adults who you are done being a young adult. You need to be a leader. You need to get your vision on there's people around me. You may be strong. You need to now lead someone else and help them and get in the, the yoke and push somebody else forward when you're strong. My prayer is that God would not allow the voice, the lie, that we would condemn ourselves out of helping someone else, but rather that God would give us a divine sensitivity to people that we can help. I don't believe that we need to necessarily formalize you connect, but God can divinely connect you with someone who needs help. Can we just lift our hands and pray that the Lord would make us sensitive? God, if there's somebody, whether there are people in this church, whether it's somebody at the block party, where there's a Holy Ghost touch, and I know I need to adopt them. I know I need to get in the yoke beside them and help them with the most valuable thing I have, my time. God, help me to be sensitive to the ways that I can serve your family and become family to someone who needs it. In Jesus' name.